福さんと一体何の話してんだろうってお父さんはきっと幸せでしたね家福さんみたいな人が旦那さんで You are being considered for the amazing opportunity of life. Coming up, our July 20 Frogmouth Film and Food Column bonus episode. Welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, and thank you so much for joining us for another Tawny Frogmouth bonus episode. Wow, I can't believe we are moving on to the July edition of the magazine. This year is flying by, and I've had so much fun doing these bonus Tawny Frogmouth episodes. And I'm especially proud of this month's column. Not only the quality of the film and TV that we've selected for this column, But also the recipe, we worked really hard to get a really nice shot, a really nice photo for the column. And I just feel like it's one of my better written columns that I've done. I've put a lot of passion and heart into this column. So I'm really excited to share it with you. And thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode. Please don't forget to listen to our main show episodes. We've had a really good run lately. And just last month, we had my conversation with Clayton Waters, a film and food review of the great 2017 film Phantom Thread. A really great recipe as well. I remade the famous breakfast order from that. And it's just a great episode. So make sure you don't miss out on that one. Go and check that one out. But before we move on, I just want to say a quick welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. We celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film, so if you're a foodie or a cinephile or both like me, this is the podcast for you. We do film and food reviews of movies and TV shows, we do fantasy film and food drafts where me and my guests draft our ultimate experience from a director's filmography or a movie universe or a category of our choosing. We do triple threat episodes, we do our Tawny Frogmouth bonus episodes, plus so much more. So make sure you go and check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, get amongst it, and thank you so much for the support. Well, as you know, I get to write for the Tawny Frogmouth. It's such a privilege. I get to write a 500 word film and food column where I review two movies, a TV show, and write a recipe. And each And each month has a theme. And so the theme for this month's column is thought provoking dramas. And I reviewed the movie Nine Days, the movie Drive My Car, and the TV show Pachinko. Plus, I gave a recipe for a peach frangipan tart. So we're going to talk about all of these. This is a great chance for me. So we're going to talk about all of these. If this is your first time listening to a Tawny bonus episode, I just. Use this as an opportunity to talk a little bit more about the reviews, the things I'm reviewing, the recipes, and just expand a bit beyond the 500 word column that I do in the magazine. You'll be able to read the magazine online. Go and check that out. It'll be in the show notes everywhere you can find it. But for now, let's talk about the first film in this month's column, which is the film Nine Days. If you are selected, you will have the chance to be born in a fruitful environment where you can grow, develop, and accomplish. Am I dead? I wouldn't say you're alive or dead. Are you the boss? I would say a cog in the wheel. 
How long is this process? If you make it until the end. Nine days. Well, if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening to some episodes lately, you know that I'm a big fan of the film Nine Days. If you're listening to my top 10 films of 2021 episode, you would know that this made my top 10 and was a bit of a cinematic revelation for me, so much so that I felt compelled that I had to include it in a tawny column. Basically, this is a film by first-time director Edson Oda, who also wrote the film, It stars Winston Duke, who you may know from films like Us and Black Panther, as well as Zazie Beetz, who you might know from the film Joker. And this is a low-budget, independent sci-fi film that is just the type of filmmaking you don't often see every now and then. Really, I'd heard whispers and rumbles about it from the circles and the things that I listened to regarding film. It didn't really make much of a splash in terms of awards or really get much traction in terms of box office, but it was nominated for a few Independent Spirit Awards and had really good word of mouth that compelled it to be something that I wanted to look out for. And it really didn't get released in Australia until very late. I mean, this movie was released for first time in 2020, counts as a 2021 movie, I think, and really, I didn't see it in Australia until 2022. And I was in the library, I picked it up, and I thought, well, why not give this a shot? And I was blown away by it. It is a film basically where Winston Duke stars as Will. He lives in this house in the middle of the desert. And his job is to be, I guess, an interviewer and a judge of all of these human souls who go to his house for a chance to be born into the world, for a chance at life. These are souls that are not quite dead, not quite alive. And they have to go through nine days worth of trials, I guess, or auditions with Will in order to be selected to be born into the world. What a concept. It's a fantastic concept. It's one of those concepts that really fits well into this thought-provoking drama theme. And it's one of those films that had me contemplating life. It had me reconsidering my life choices, making me think, do I take life for granted? Am I really sucking the marrow? Am I really getting everything that I want to get out of life? Am I really appreciating the gifts that we've been given the simple things like riding a bike or being on the beach or enjoying someone's joke and spending a meal together. All of these things that these human souls are desperate for in this film makes us really look at ourselves and realize that we sometimes take life for granted. And yes, life is hard, but there are so many joyful and amazing things that we can get out of it. And I just couldn't stop talking about this movie. I want to talk about the podcast. I wanted to tell people about it and wanted to go please rent this, please check it out. It's thought-provoking and it's a little bit heady, but it's got some beautiful life-affirming themes and messages. And it's one of the best directorial debuts I've seen in quite some time. I don't want to talk much about the plot because a lot of this was a surprise. There's some scenes where Will recreates some human experiences for the characters is all I will say which are some of the best scenes I've seen in quite some time. They're so beautiful. I cried three times in this film, and I really loved the performances, and and particularly from Zazie Beetz, who plays this free-spirited soul who just loves life and wants to just experience to the full everything in life and kind of rubs up against Will's character as he is this reclusive man who used to live on Earth before but kind of blew his shot. And yeah, it all sort of culminates in this absolutely fantastic, poetic, beautiful ending. 
and had me just euphoric on life. It has one of the best scores of the year by Antonio Pinto, this beautiful, melancholic, ethereal, stirring score that really kind of adds to the sci-fi element. It's otherworldly and it's somehow so human and so powerful and resonant with the emotions that go through this film. It stars Tony Hale as well, who's a great addition to the cast, and all of the elements. It's got beautiful cinematography. I'm just rambling here, but I just want to fit this all in in this quick little bite to just convince you to go and watch this movie. It's got a great, beautiful, fantastic script. It'll have you thinking about life. It'll have you re-examining your life choices and going, do I really appreciate life as much as I do? And I love life-affirming cinema, and I think in the year 2022, with everything that's going on, we need more films like this that just remind us of what beautiful things we get in life. I'm just thankful this film exists. I'm thankful it's in my life. I own it now. I want to watch it again. I want to tell so many people about it because I think it's one of those films that you might have as resonant an experience as me. And this is why we enjoy art and why we enjoy movies because it helps us to engage in life. It helps us to think deeply and draw us out of ourselves and contemplate stuff in this unique, wonderful, beautiful way. And please go check it out. It's something that I think you all need to see. So if you live in Australia, then you can go and rent this on Apple TV. Um, You can buy it on DVD at the moment as well. So make sure you go and find that film. I don't know, it's probably more accessible in other countries. So go check it out. Please go check it out. It's nine days. It will be a great experience for you. I'm so, so sure. The second film in our thought-provoking drama film and food column is the 2021 film, Drive My Car. Kunkaiwa And again, the story of Drive My Car is a bit of a sensation. It's directed by Ryosuke Hamaguchi, who wasn't really on my radar until this film absolutely dazzled at the festivals and grew this insane organic hype that made critics put it on the top 10 list, made it win prizes, and ultimately got it all the way to the Oscars, where it won the Best International Feature Award, as well as getting nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. It's a Japanese film, and it's probably completely at a different pace to most movies that you might have seen, and definitely for me. I found this film both beautiful and challenging, and I think that is one of the great things about cinema, is that you can be so challenged and moved by the films you watch. And this is a film at its own pace. This is a film that is literary. It is thematic. It has its head in the clouds at some point. But it also is such this human story about this famed director. He's, he directs theatre and he has this beautiful relationship with his wife until he realises his wife is cheating on him. His wife dies. And then he goes on to direct a version of Uncle Vanya, which is this Russian play by Tchaikovsky. And during the direction of the play, the words of the play and the auditions and rehearsing the lines and all of the different parts of making this play come together perfectly sort of mirror what has happened in his own life, his own grief, his own relationship with his wife 
and all of these other things come out until you really don't really know what is audition or what is a real conversation. And I found that to be quite challenging, but I also found it to be quite thrilling in that I'd never really seen a film quite like this before. It is a long film. It moves at its own pace, but you really start to get swept up and wash along. Maybe it took me a little while to get into it, but once I got into it, I was really moving along with the pace of the film and really getting into the characters. And he meets a character who goes on to drive his car, hence the title. And this young woman also has a story that mirrors what happens in his own life. And their relationship is something that really is beautiful and powerful, has a really wonderful, I really like the ending. I think it's this life-affirming call to hope in the midst of all of the hard things you can face in life, including one's own grief, including all of the unknowns and the failures and the regrets that we might have, that we can take a step forward into hope and hope that the next day will be better, that we have to keep on living and making the most out of our life. So this is another thought-provoking drama. It's something where you probably need to be in the right mood to go and see. I think you need to know that it's a long film, that you need to, it's patient, it's sublime, it's not heavy on plot per se, but it is heavy on themes and it's very literary. And I think once you get into the flow of the film, it has this special magic that carries you along to the end, including the performances, including the script that I think is really strong and powerful and has some really sublime imagery as well that I found quite beautiful. Places he stays when he goes to audition, snowy scenes at the end of the film. All of these are really beautiful and add up to quite a lovely picture of what this movie is. So that is Drive My Car. I rented this on Amazon Prime in Australia, but go and seek it out wherever country you're from. It's definitely worth your time and I really, really ended up enjoying it. Please go see Drive My Car. Okay, the TV show for this column is the show Pachinko. Now, Pachinko is based on the New York Times best-selling novel, which is now being turned into a TV show, and it's about this Korean immigrant family told across four generations um, from like 1930 to the present day in all sorts of different countries, but particularly focused at the beginning of the Japanese occupation of Korea in the early 1900s. And, and the series follows all of the different characters related to this one woman who's named Sunya. We see Sunya as a baby, we see her as a older woman, and we are able to connect all the different dots of what has happened in her family, what's happened in her life, what all her children are doing, and basically what it means to be this Korean immigrant family and how they move on to success, what they do to survive, what they do to thrive. And it's this sort of panoramic kaleidoscope of different storylines that actually weave together so, so beautifully. I imagine 
in the book I haven't read, it would work just as well in a literary sense, but they really use the power of editing and they really use the cast. Their casting is brilliant to make all of the characters seem seamless when they in between different times, in between different continents. They really weave these story together to tell this really universal tale of what it means to be a family with all of the hopes and dreams and desires and things that come along with that. I really, really, really enjoy this show. The first episode and a couple of episodes are directed by Koganada, who directed who directed a film called Columbus and is one of the most up-and-coming directors at the moment. And the imagery, the performances, the, the script, I was just captured by the very first episode. And it's quite beautiful, subtle, soft filmmaking. And the way that they use the edit to bring it all together... It's just something I really, really was mesmerized by. And the imagery is so, so beautiful. And the story is so powerful. It's got a great cast of characters, but I particularly love Yoo Jung Yoong, who won the Oscar for Minari a couple of years ago. She's playing the older Sunya. And her scenes are really poignant. And I really love one in the third episode, I think it is. She's with her grandson, who is now working this big corporate job in Japan, and she comes over and she comes over to help him to convince a woman to leave her house so that they could build a development on it. And he's been refused a couple of times. He's offered millions of dollars of money, but she refuses. And just the conversation they have together as both Korean immigrants who have suffered a lot and who have had families together, and just the sort of blank misunderstanding of the grandson who has no idea what these women have gone through it's just this really powerful juxtaposition of all of the different generations of this one family and what has happened over the years through their life i really 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 highly implore you to go watch this show it's based off a best-selling novel so the material behind it is really strong and the casting is exceptional the writing is fantastic the imagery is beautiful, the music is great, and the story you just get so woven into, and it's it feels bigger. It just feels grand, and it feels large in scope, but also feels intimate and universal. That's something everybody could relate to. So if you are interested in going and watching this, this is an Apple TV Plus exclusive, so go check that out. I'm not sure it is all around the world, but please, please give it a go. Pachinko, it is a fantastic show and it's quite unlike anything I've seen. It's this thought-provoking drama about life and about family and about the immigrant experience and about what it means to grow old and suffer and see you, try and raise your kids and what it, all of just so many universal themes encaptured in this beautiful series. So please go check it out. Okay, now it's time to talk about this column's recipe which is a peach frangipan tart. Now, I got the inspiration for this recipe from a scene in the film Nine Days, where Zazie Beetz's character is eating a peach. She basically is eating, and Will is watching and says, why, why are you eating? Because, you know, we don't really need nutrition. We're not really humans yet. And, you know, she goes, well, why don't you eat? And he says, well, I'm never hungry. And she goes, well, that's not really the point of eating, is it? It's this very short but very poignant scene about the differences in the two characters when it comes to eating food and enjoying life. And so it's winter and peaches are delicious. And so 
I've made a recipe that you can use sliced peaches, even though peaches may not be in season in the country you're living in. If you get tinned peaches, then I'm certain that you can make this recipe because that's exactly what I used. So this is a quite an easy tart, but it's a delicious tart. And it's got a really fun story behind it that is really fun that you can check out in the online version of the Tawny Frogmouth or the paper version, whichever one you're reading, is that when we made this recipe, I made it early on a Sunday morning, quite early actually. And so by the time I was done, it was like golden hour sunrise over Manly Beach. And so Beth, Elsie and I went out to the beach with the tart. I was carrying the tart on a chopping board. We walked from our house to the beach and took these fantastic beach sunrise photos of this tart. You'll notice in the column that the caption is tart by the ocean. I'm really proud of that image. I'm really proud of just how we made this and just the fun that it was. It was a really fun story. And Beth took a photo of me and that tart and actually got that added to the photo section of the magazine. So go and check out the photo section at the back of the magazine where there are reader submitted photos. And there's a photo of me with my tart looking very proud. So it was really fun to make this recipe and it's really easy. You just need a sheet of puff pastry from your freezer. You need some peaches and some almond meal, some flaked almonds, a couple of other ingredients, and boom, make yourself your frangipan, lay your puff pastry into your dish, put the frangipan in, you know, work the crust around the edges so that it's all even and all going to fit the tart in, add your sliced peaches on top, a little bit of cinnamon, and a little, a few flaked almonds, bake that in the oven, Serve it with cream or whipped cream or ice cream, a cup of tea. It's a perfect winter snack. Right now, we're into the middle of winter here in Australia. So on those cold days, you could whip this up in less than an hour and be enjoying a warm slice of peach frangipan tart and a cup of coffee in no time with ingredients you might already have in your house. So this is an easy one. It's a delicious one. It looks great, it'll impress your friends or your family, and it will warm you up this winter. So please go and check that recipe out. It's in the show notes, it's on our social media, it's on the website, it's on the Tawny Frogmouth website. You can't miss it. So go check out that recipe, go check out the column. I'm really proud of it. Go check out the photo my wife took of me with the tart as well. And thank you so much for joining us for this Tawny Frogmouth bonus episode. I really hope you enjoy these thought-provoking dramas. I had a great time watching all of them, and I really, really think that it's the power of cinema to make us think about life and all of these things um, while being entertained at the same time. So go check those out. Have a great month. Hope you enjoy making this recipe, watching those things. We've got a great new episode coming out very soon which will be episode 24 a film and food review of the film eat drink man woman featuring a returning guest for the third time nick charlie key it's going to be a fantastic episode there's lots still to come on the podcast thank you so much for joining us make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform we're on every podcast platform you can find if you enjoy us give us a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcast platform particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you think of these recipes and of these movies and TV shows. What did you think of the column? Have you got any ideas that you want to share about what a future column could look like? Let me know. Give me an email. The email is fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. That's fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. And we'll see you next time. And, and until next time, goodbye 
and thanks for listening.